Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Okay, appreciate you tuning in tonight. Wild lead the Jets 3-1. Three and a half minutes left in the second period. Shots are 31-15. For Winnipeg, Chicago up 2-1 in Detroit. Two and a half minutes left in the second period. Just one other game coming up tonight. Ducks at Canucks. Oilers play tomorrow, 4 o'clock for the face-off show here on 6.30, Chad. Game starts at 5.30. Busier day in the NHL tomorrow. Vegas is playing. Of course, they are at the uh, top of the division. L.A. plays the Avalanche. Uh, Seattle is going to be playing the Senators. So... The Oilers and the three teams at the top of the division all going head-to-head. It's actually Vegas and L.A. L.A. has won four in a row. They're tied for first, but Vegas has a game in hand, so they're a little better on points percentage. Seattle, they have not gone away. I thought they were going to. They have won five straight. They're two points ahead of the Oilers with a game in hand, so still a lot to be decided. Edmonton's in a wild-card spot with 78 points. Winnipeg, the second wild-card team, at 75. Calgary, the best non-playoff team in terms of points. With 71, they got that dramatic victory last night. First of all, a double shutout as it went to a shootout. and But uh, Minnesota thought they'd won in overtime. And then there was the review and the play was ruled offside. So then Calgary won on a shootout. The problem for Calgary is uh, Nashville is right behind them. Nashville is two points behind but has four games in hand. So points percentage, it's Calgary 546, Nashville 556, chasing Winnipeg at 586. And the Jets score, just as I'm talking about them, 245 left in the second period, Wild leading that game 3-2. Kellen Kennedy along for the ride tonight, uh, work in the control room. Kellen, how are you doing? Doing good, Reed. How about you? I am uh, I am doing very well. We're, we'll get to Kelly Rudy uh, after we, we do our break here in this half hour. Okay. Um, we were just uh, randomly, we were talking during the news. Uh, I don't know how this came up. We, we, so uh, hopefully some people remember this. 780-496-0063. First of all, hopefully people remember CDs. Yes. I feel like we, we do have some some young employees here uh, at Ched, and I, I, I think we're almost getting to the point where, I mean, forget about VHS. We're now at the point where we're having to ask some younger people, do you know what a CD or DVD is? Right. I, I, I don't think we're quite there where... Uh, you know, people over the age of, well, certainly adults, you know, working here, mm-hmm. uh, Chet, yep. even if they're younger, you know, 20, 21, 22. It, it's coming, though. It, they, they, those people would still have had DVDs or, or CDs, or they'd be around the house, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like, I, I feel like we're five, maybe 10 years away max from having adults out in the world who, who don't even know what a CD or a DVD is. Right. Yes. I mean, VHS clearly that's lost for for the for I'd say people in their twenties n- no experience with VHS. Mm-hmm. But we were saying <laughs> that uh, who remembers this? So one thing we've lost with CDs is do you remember for a while? I want to say probably mid to late nineties, maybe it lasted into the two thousands. A lot of bands. I shouldn't say a lot, but it was prevalent enough that I would have owned several CDs that had this. Do you remember the hidden tracks? So the the CD would, you'd think the CD would end, and then 
sometimes without much of a break, a new song would start that wasn't listed on the liner notes, right, or on the back. So there'd be 11 tracks, and you think, okay, that's track 11, and then, oh, there's another song. But do you remember sometimes, Kellen, they'd put five or 10, 12 minutes of silence, mm-hmm. and then another song would start. Right. So it would, now, if they made it its own track, uh, well, it would. here's the thing. It would still be annoying if, if it came up on random, right? Because even if they gave the, the, the hidden track its own track number, there's still dead air before it or, after, or, or at the end of the, the song before it. Right, mm-hmm. there'd be all this dead air. But do you do you, uh, do you remember that? Oh, definitely yeah. for sure. They'd have. I remember uh, Leopard did one on their album Retroactive. It was another version of a song that was already on the album, but there was just a few minutes of, of nothing. Yeah, the one that played. The one that comes to mind for me is I can't remember which album it was, but it was by a new metal band called Corn. I'm I'm pretty sure. K O R N, right? Yeah, K O R N. Yep. Yeah. That uh, some of our listeners would remember. Uh, they had a cover of Cheech and Chong's Earache my eye uh, as a hidden track and I think that that was like eight or nine minutes after the last uh, song on a CD I can't remember which CD it was on though but yeah yeah so that's that's another thing that we, we are losing as, as humans hidden tracks on CDs yeah I, I, I have a bit of a confession to make here I a couple days ago I donated probably 80% of my CD collection to the library and they'll they'll sell it at their annual book sale. Make a, I mean, I, like I'm not listening to CDs. I kept I kept my Leopard CDs, mm-hmm. and a few others. I kept the copy of Poison's Greatest Hits that is signed by Brett Michaels. Yes, that's a good keep. But yes. most of these CDs have been sitting in this cupboard I had unlistened to for years because mm-hmm. we're streaming everything, or I'm just not maybe into that band anymore. Anyway, uh, hidden tracks. Maybe we should start putting hidden tracks on the Inside Sports podcast. I like it. We will, we, we will do that someday. Okay, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. It's the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. Kelly Rudy next. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader six thirty. Chad. Hope you're having a great day. Inside Sports on 630, Chad. We will go to the Certainty Hotline. He joins us every week, presented by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender, now a broadcaster with the NHL on Rogers. It is Kelly Rudy. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Reading yourself? I am doing very well. Good to talk to you. I'm looking forward to the Oilers-Bruins game tomorrow. They played a pretty good one last Monday at Rogers Place, so we'll see if the yeah. Oilers can get them back on the road. In Boston, always, uh, you know, I, I think a, a good city for opposing teams to go to in terms of seeing the city. Uh, the Bruins are usually not a pleasant team to play against, <laughs> as yeah. I'm sure you experienced over your uh, over oh, your yeah. playing career, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it... In Boston, going to Boston is one of my favorite uh, experiences in the National Hockey League and continues to be so as a broadcaster, Reed. So uh, if any people from Edmonton are thinking of, uh, man, where should I go to watch a game and experience a fantastic city, 
of course, I'd put uh, New York City in there and Chicago, but Boston would be right at the top of my list as well. So that's how highly I think of that city. Uh, it's got a, everything about it is exciting. Uh, it's got a great dining scene. The sports are huge sports fanatics there. Uh, and my time goes back to uh, on the ice and as a broadcaster, I go back to the old Boston uh, uh, building and also uh, the new one. So I've had playing experiences in both and just incredible. I, you know, I think of that old dressing room in the old Boston building and how small it was. And uh, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, it kind of had tile on the floor. So, you know, you have to be really careful with your skates. And for whatever reason, Reed, I loved those old buildings, but I could not put together a very good game. I think I only had one good game in that Boston arena. And that, that, that was a shame to me because I loved it so much. But in the old Philadelphia Spectrum, I was great. Chicago Stadium, I was great. Toronto Maple Leaf Gardens, Montreal Forum, all that. I really learned to enjoy those uh, different environments. But I just couldn't, I, I think, like I said, I had a, a game where I tied 3-3 versus Boston in the old building. And then I finished off my career for a year or two playing for San Jose, and we played in the new building. And it was really sterile in comparison to the old building. Yet, uh, over time, it's changed and it's become incredible. It's like the... Uh, uh, Madhouse on Madison in Chicago. The old Chicago Stadium is crazy, and then the new one took years until it got that same sort of vibe. And so uh, I really go back in time with these buildings and uh, nothing but fond memories because they were amazing. So is that true about the old Boston Garden? The visiting team wouldn't have hot water or, you know what I mean? <laughs> There'd be oh, a yeah. weird well, smell in the dressing room. Yeah, I'll be chuckling because uh, the history of our game has all these uh, incredible stories, and, and they're all true. And uh, so in some of those buildings, I don't know if it was just because of the buildings were so dated in the Boston Garden or Chicago Stadium or what, but uh, it was very rare to get hot water. You might get water that was lukewarm it wouldn't last for very long uh i think of uh you know scotty bowman was famous for painting the, the visiting team's dressing room before an important game or a playoff series so that you had the smell of paint you know there's uh, stories before when i played uh that people would say the the home team would sprinkle a little bit of sand on the uh, floor of the dressing room of the visitors so that it dull in the skates i remember chicago read uh the towels were about the size of a you know just a dish towel and i i swear that they were scotch guarded because there's no they wouldn't absorb any water off your body it was just like a squeegee you just sort of pushed it down off your body it was just some of these stories in boston was just like that with the cold water and yeah so i'm glad we're moved beyond that but man they sure do uh, lead to some great stories <laughs> all right thanks for sharing that uh, turning here to the Oilers uh, a little bit more. A couple things I want to ask you about. We've been talking a lot about goaltending this season. It looked like Campbell had put it together. He'd won nine starts yeah. in a row. Now he's yeah. struggled again. Skinner yeah. again looks really comfortable. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And confident, speaking very generally, and and from other people I talk to who know more about goaltending than I do, very generally the feedback I get is Skinner, better technique, Campbell relies maybe more on his athleticism, which is maybe why he's a little streakier. Technique versus athleticism, does it matter or just keep the darn puck out of the net? What do you think? Well, it's a combination of all that, but I do believe technique is incredibly important, uh, but so is uh, sprinkling in tons of athleticism. Uh, So I'm not dodging the question. I'm just speaking just as the guy that played the position. And so even when you look at my time and the goaltenders even before me, although the game was played differently in that position technique was still incredibly important number one thing in fact and so when i played in the national hockey league we did you know they have all these crease movements in today's game right and you you, it's very noticeable but that's what we did too it just looked different we were more on our skates and but we i worked on crease movements every single day especially when i got a little bit older because it was so important and i knew how important technique was. And so then I would uh, also sprinkle in tons of athleticism. You know, like you look at a guy like Dominic Hoshik that changed the position forever. His technique, although people didn't get it, he did all the same things that we did in terms of skating exercises and crease movement. He just changed it up at the end if he felt that, uh, you know, I'm just going to abandon my system and I'm just going to make a save any way possible. So it's a sort of long-winded answer for you, but all of it is extremely important. I would not, I would not rely solely on technique, though. I wouldn't rely solely on athleticism. It, it, it's a combination uh, together, and they have to be used together. Yeah, okay. Well, Skinner's looking comfortable and assume yeah. he's going to play tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, one more for you. I want to flash back to last week because you haven't been on since then, uh, the Oilers-Leafs game, uh, which was a good night for everyone. What, what did you think of Nuge dropping the gloves with Justin Hall after Yamamoto got hit? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, I just think Nugent Hopkins is way too important to be dropping the gloves. I get it. And, uh, you know, I, you know, it, it certainly grabbed my attention. And in the moment, I think, yeah, that's great. But I've been, I've been on record for years. And I, even uh, long ago when Jerome McGinley was in his heyday and leading the league in goals scored, I was just like, I totally get it. And, you know, Aginla and LeCavalier having a fight and all that. And it, you know, there, you can't argue with the passion and, and sticking up for your teammates. But just the fact that if Nugent Hopkins had broken his hand or a finger or something, that's just too big of a loss. And I, I just don't like it. Uh, you know, I just think that these players, as important as they are, we need them on the ice, not only for their own teams, but for the fans to see them. And I just don't like the fact that a guy could get injured. Uh, that type of player, like a star player getting injured when it's just not necessary to me. Uh, well, oil country loved it. 
Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so I'm sure you'll under. But I, I get what you're saying. It's it, it's there's always that risk of injury. But I I, I will say from the reaction Rob and I got, uh, yeah. overwhelmingly love for the Nuge after that yeah. game. Oh, totally. <laughs> I I totally get that. I'm just saying from a practical sense that. You know, what's better, him fighting and, you know, doing what looks to be honorable or potentially losing him at this point of the season for six weeks? Yeah. Okay. Kelly, thanks for checking in. Uh, I always enjoy your perspective. Thanks for the uh, Boston and old rink stories. Uh, <laughs> now I know what to get you for Christmas. I'll get you some nice big bath towels. Right, exactly. <laughs> I love it, Reed. Talk to you next week, my friend. Right on, Kelly. That is Kelly Rooney, powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. Kelly, not a uh, fan of Nugent Hopkins dropping the gloves because of the injury risk. I, I think most of you probably appreciated what he did uh, for Kyler Yamamoto one week ago tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oilers and Bruins tomorrow. Evander Kane expected to return for Edmonton. Matthias Ekholm talks about Kane's impact on opposing defensemen. So not state the obvious, he's a goal scorer and, and he's done this for years and, and he's really fast and um, he's a great forward. But as you're saying, he's a bit intimidating too for a D-man to play against. Uh, and he usually draws heavy matchups. So um, you know when, when I mean, I've, I've drawn the heavy matchups for, for a bunch in my career and I know usually those guys are the small skilled guys, but here comes a guy that he's your age, yeah, right? he's your height, he's your size, he's, he's I mean, he's intimidating. So. I think he brings, that's usually what happens when you bring a guy like that in the lineup. You, you, all the other guys grow a little bit, right? So just aside for, from what he does uh, as a forward, I think that's that's the, the biggest thing. A little bit there from Matthias Ekholm on Evander Kane. It is International Women's Day Pro Football. How did she break in? We got the Elks Director of Football Operations coming up. 